at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES Podcast, episode number 143 this time. Uh, welcome, one, welcome all. Glad to be here again as always. I am Greg. He is jo- uh, Joe. So um, I'm very glad to have. Very glad to be here again and very glad for all of you listening in. Um, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right, and I'm pretty excited to be back as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, especially since I think this is an interesting game to talk about. This is actually the first game we've covered on the podcast, which was planned for release, but never actually got released, at least back in the day. So, um, uh, there's definitely some interesting history here, like, about this game. Uh, which... Which some of you people may know about. Uh, I apologize to those of you who are experts who are experts of the franchise, but I think the rest of you this should be interesting. So, <laughs> um, I suggest it that since like um, one of the shining attractions about the Super NES Mini when it came out in 2017 was that they actually included included on the on that on that and, and finished but unreleased game. Uh, a little known uh, sequel to a very popular to to, to 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 like a very popular game from back then, Star Fox. So we're covering Star Fox Two on on this podcast, and uh, yeah, it was a very big surprise. I, I remember uh, a big surprise. I remember being very pleasantly surprised when I heard this game is actually getting the light, the the light day in release back then because I'm like, Nintendo Nintendo does not do this very often. Yeah, <laughs> you know, usually unreleased games stay usually unreleased games stay in their backlog. I mean, but then again, there have been exceptions. Um, you know, we, like you know, like you know, for example, we finally got Super Mario Brothers. The two, the real Super Mario Brothers two, right? Uh, on Super NES also, uh, uh, on Super NES also, uh, uh, um, uh, as the lost levels in the Super Mario uh, collection, and uh, Mother finally got an official an official release over here too recently. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo does so Nintendo does go into its back catalog occasionally, but <laughs> it's not, it, but it's not something, but 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 it's not something that you just associate to associate like the company, but right. especially with a game like this one. So um, yeah. A uh, lot to talk about. Like this one, uh, Star Fox Two, like its uh, uh, like its original like, like, like the original game was a was uh, was a joint development venture between Nintendo E and D Software in Japan and Argonaut Software in Great Britain. Uh, Nintendo was obviously the publisher the publisher of it. Planned for planned for nineteen ninety five uh, planned for summer or fall nineteen ninety five release originally. Uh, the final version of the game, which came out, has a ninety six uh, copyright date on the t- uh, copyright date uh, uh, telling the title screen, which lends some support to the theory, which we'll talk about here later on, as uh, as independent magazines had reported back in the day that the game was still planned for release as late as um as late as, you know as late as ninety six. Mm. So uh, I don't think Nintendo would have changed. The year on the the year on the title screen for the re-release because they didn't give the re-release copyright year a notice anywhere uh, right. on this. So uh, yes, there's that. <laughs> um, 
Dylan, so Dylan Cuthbert was the main programmer, uh, uh, programmer of this game over on Argonaut Software and uh, um, telling Great Britain. He also had worked, uh, um, you know. He also worked pretty heavily on the original game. Reportedly, reportedly, this game started development a mere three days before the Japanese release of Star Fox. Hmm. So, so uh, um, back in back in February of 95, I'm sorry, uh, 93. So they got like right on this. Hmm. Um, they were uh, this team was uh, this team was helped, like I said, by Nintendo E&D in Japan. Um, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto was one of the was one of the was one of the producers and programmers who helped to oversee the project. Um, and this was also planned, just like the original Star Fox game had used the very advanced Super FX chip, this game was also planned to use the more advanced Super FX2 chip, hmm. uh, to be able to give it, like, even more fancy 3D, like, like through the, well, 3D graph, well, 3D is relative speaking, of course, like, right. then versus now, <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, definitely, um, you know, definitely along that, along that side, um, Obviously, this game never came out back then, but there were two games that came out back. But there were two games that released that released during the Super NES's life lifespan. The lifespan that did use the, the Super FX2 chip. Uh, do you know what they are, Joe? They're kind of one's pretty obvious. The other one's kind of like a um, an obscure game. The first one, I believe, would be uh, Yoshi's Island. Uh, Yoshi's Island uh, actually. Um, yep. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. There were three games. You're right. Yoshi's Island is the most obvious right. game. Uh, the other two are a little bit harder. Um, well, there's Stunt FX. Which, yeah, that used the original chip. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Did Street Racer use it? Uh, no, no. not okay. Street Racer. Um, uh, <laughs> Like uh, you're close. You you're, you're close. You're probably thinking of a game called Stunt Race, uh, which did use the Super FX chip. Okay. No, uh, actually, actually, the games, actually, the games which used the FX2 chip was Doom, the port of that, which oh. we already covered. It's like in the previous podcast, and a game I never heard of called Winter Gold. So, huh. okay. um, but they, uh, there were some other games planned to use the FX2 chip, but um, uh, but, uh can be on Star Fox 2, but yeah, those three games are the actual only ones that came out Interesting. Uh, during its yeah yeah during its lifespan. Hmm. So, work on the game developed uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, like, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, the game the game obviously uses some of the same engine as the first game. But there's also significant changes. We're doing changes that we'll talk about here uh, like in a moment. Um, I figured. So I figured we talk about the history first, like the history first, like history first, like before getting like to the gameplay. Mm. Um, the game was uh, the, the game was the game was announced, as I said, for summer for summer '95 release. It was first shown off to the public uh, at the Winter CES in January January '95, um, which is known as the which is known as version three. There's five. There's there there's five pre-release versions of the game known to exist, hmm. um, do, uh, which was shown at various points during its development. The first version was the very early alpha when the game was first announced to the public uh, back in '94. Version two was one Nintendo Power uh, pre, uh, uh, um, uh, covered as a preview. Version three was the one shown off in the Winter CES. Um, version four was a late game. Uh, release of the game, which is the version that was most commonly known before its official release, and version five is, of course, the the, the actual release. So, uh, anyway, the Winter CES version three, huge hit, very popular game. There, everybody, you know, everybody said uh, like great things about it. 
the game was really looking, you know, the, um, you know, the game was really, um, you know, the game was how I anticipated it. Um, however, Nintendo kind of got cold feet as the year developed, mostly because of the fact of the N64 project, uh, um, uh, uh, Ultra 64. Hmm. Uh, it's important to remember that the system was planned to come out a lot sooner than it actually did end up coming out. Um, and there was fear, especially with Miyamoto, that they wanted a clear break between 3D games on both systems. They didn't hmm. want to have the game. Uh, um, uh, they basically didn't. Have, they basically didn't want to have a game um, like this coming on Super NES with the N64 right around the corner because they'd be like, "Well, consumers wouldn't have a reason to spend up there. Um, you would have gotten to spend the 200 bucks or whatever it was for the like the 64 if the system if the system was capable like doing uh, these games." So that was the big fear of Nintendo back then. Um, and that's quite the biggest reason why the game was, uh, um, uh, like, uh, officially canceled. Um, there was a, the, like, the, the, like, there was a comment that Nintendo was also kind of cagey about this. Mm. There were, there were third-party magazines talking about the game being canceled later on that year, <laughs> uh, whereas Nintendo came back and said themselves that rumors of the demise of the game had been greatly exaggerated, and they were still had everything they still had the game scheduled for an early like for an early 96 release obviously that never happened so right in this, like in this case magazines like egm and game pro are definitely correct in saying the project the project had been canceled yeah um how far along the game was before it's developed uh, 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 um uh, before what's officially canceled is a little bit speculative uh most reports will say the game is about 95 to 95 to 99 percent complete so, for all practical purposes, the game was done. The only things left to do on it was just like fine tuning of mm. the game. Uh, mm. For example, for example, the version, for example, version four that I mentioned before, which was the uh, which was the ROM image that was leaked onto the net in um, in 2002, still had the frame rate uh, and the sprite <laughs> counter on, on the screen, for example, which are common debugging tools that are removed at the last moment when a game is played ready for release. So basically, so basically, so so really, the game was done, except for just some fine tuning on the game. Um, how the game got out is not entirely clear. Um, um, you know, there's some speculation about like what happened. Uh, Cutthroat, uh, the main program I mentioned before, um, denies releasing the game himself, uh, even though he was very disappointed that Nintendo decided to to, to, um, to cancel the project. He did. He did, however, admit that he quote unquote forgot. To remove the game build off his old um, uh, work PC when, like, when he sold it, so it's very possible the person who got it realized what it was and decided to leak the game back onto the internet. So, um, so, so, so yeah, this game has been available online for a while, but it was in Japanese because it was a Japanese version of the game, uh, and there were some features in that game, in that version of the game, that did not make the final version of the game. Uh, for example, like I mentioned, there was still the fine tuning to do. There was still the you know you know there was still the frame rate. And the sprite issue and whatnot to work mm. out. There was also there was also a couple extra features uh, features available available to play off of uh, like the main menu, including a sp- including a split screen two player mode, hmm. which I kind of wish had been li- uh, which looked very good at the time. I mean, like, you probably remember playing uh, Joe uh, those uh, those early PlayStation dual screen oh, uh, yeah. uh, two player games. Yep. That's basically what this was. So. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, that did not make it the final version of the game. Nobody's really quite sure why it was taken out. Uh, one, like, like one guess is because they didn't really play test that well. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder why they didn't put that back in when they released it on the mini. Yes. Well, <laughs> they, 
the reason for that, if, uh, well, uh, well, I should say that we don't know the reason why multiplayer was taken out. We do know the reason why it wasn't why it wasn't put back in. I mentioned there was a fifth version of the game, version five. Cuthbertica uh, Cuthbertus had said in interviews in the past that he was given a complete version of the game. Uh, well, like I said, 99% complete, complete done right. just, just before the project was canceled. Um, and he kept on to it himself for years, but never released it, uh, for fear of being uh, basically sued. Right. Um, so, uh, and you know, he also said that, you know, because of the legal, he also said that he also said legal, the legal situation, you know, the situation had to be worked out because of course, both Nintendo and Arknot, um, had copyright, uh, copyright like on the game. Right. Uh, and the company and Argonaut went on to be, and Argonaut went out of business in 2004. So the whole, the whole legal, who has the actual rights to the game was up right. in the, um, um, it was up in the air for a while. So that makes sense. Nobody realistically, realistically expected this game to come out officially. So right. people, were, so <laughs> like people for years, I mentioned, have been playing the version of the game that was got online. Fans did translate that game to English, so um, you know I did play that a little bit several years ago. It's a you know it's a little rough around the edges. Edges, like I said, it does have, like I said, it, it does still have that that uh, the frame rate and the, uh, the sprite counter on the screen all the time, mm -hmm. but it is basically a playable version of the game. Did you ever did, did you ever mess around with that, Joe, or was this your first time actually playing the game? So um, it's a ROM, obviously. I've always had because it's in most ROM sets. But, Correct, um, yeah. this was my first time ever actually booting the game up. Okay. I love the first Star Fox, so I was excited um, when you said Star Fox 2. I was like, yeah, we totally yes, need to do I that. Also, <laughs> yep, I, also, I, also have, yeah, I also have huge nostalgia, nostalgia for the original Star Fox. And, like, the newer games are very hit or miss. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know, some of them, you know, some of them are good, some of them are not. I think Star Fox 64 is the best in the series, personally, but... Absolutely. Um, Star Fox 64 uses about 40% of the game and assets from Star Fox 2. So they mm. didn't exactly... So the whole project project did not go to waste. They, right. they, waste, they, they did recycle some parts of it. And in, fact, and in fact, other parts of this game did make appearances in later games, we'll talk about here like in a moment. Mm. But uh, So yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise that, the surprise that Nintendo was able to get the rights fully to the game and, uh, to the game, and they released it um, as part of Super NES Mini in both Japan and North America and Europe in 2017, and people mm. could finally play this officially. So... Um, like I said, they used they use that they use that fifth version of the game, um, with apparently very and from what I heard, very very minor tweaks were needed to that ROM to get it to right. work hundred percent. So, um, but if you don't have a mini, because minis can be a little bit harder to find, even though we did mention in the last episode that you still can buy one from Nintendo if you want to. Uh, there's 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 no way to play this game. Uh, the game also the game also the game also was released was released last year, 2019, uh, on the eShop uh, on the eShop like the Nintendo Switch. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yes, so it's available <laughs> on there too. So there's two ways to play the game if you want to legally, I should say, if you want to like actually like <laughs> buy the game officially. So and yeah. I think and I think it's worth that? it. I, well, <laughs> the changes the changes in this game between the between the uh, between the uh, between the um, the uh, the the, the uh, unofficial released beta in this version of the game are significant enough. I think it's worth it. Um, you know, the game certainly looks better. It certainly plays yeah. a little bit better, I think. No, I agree. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's very cool to, to uh, so yeah, like, but it's very cool that we actually got the chance to actually, like, play this game, uh, like, an official, an official way. So, it was definitely, and it was very smart Nintendo to include it with the mini, because I think it helped to, you know, be, 
they think that was a very, you know, like a big draw for the system. Mm. Um, Star Fox is still a very popular franchise, despite some of the grumbling fans have had over and over in um, um, recent years. Um, so, yeah, having this game on here as exclusive was, uh, was certainly a draw, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, so gameplay. Um, this game is also this is this is this is this is complicated to talk about. Um, this game is both similar and not similar to the first game. Um, it is similar in the sense that the core of the game is still the same. Uh, um, you know, uh, like in many ways, the game still looks and plays the same as the first game. Uh, there are a bunch of new features, uh, new features and modes added. However, uh, the first major difference is. The, the original game was strictly was strictly an on-rail shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, very linear design. There were there were a couple choices you could make in the game as to which path you wanted to take, but they were very 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 you know very limited limited choices. You know the original game was definitely was definitely on uh, the original game was definitely a pure on-the-rail shooters uh, linear game. This game actually opens up with a bit of strategy. Um, you, um, you actually, the, 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 the gameplay can be divided basically into the three parts. There's the over, there, um, you know, there's the gameplay screen, which is a map of this, the, which is a map of the solar system. There's the ship battles and the ship battles and there's also the planet battles. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the, because in the, because in the strategy game, this game, this game reminds me a lot of other games. I think that it kind of borrowed elements from, although in some cases those, those games came out. Simultaneously as this games, I can't really say that they borrowed it. At least they very, you know, at least they reminded me a lot of other games. Mm. Um, the strategy game, you're able to basically pick your next target on there. Um, so you actually have to, so, so you actually, so you actually have the freedom to move your ship around uh, in real time as you're moving around. Uh, ships and missiles and missiles are coming at you. Things are happening, that kind of stuff. Uh, so you definitely have some choice. The choice decide where to go next. Uh, that reminds me a lot about UN Squadron. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, because you also have, because you also have that choice in that game to decide which target to attack next. Right. Um, so, so, so yeah, that's a nice touch. And then you also have, you still have like ship battles, ship battles, ship battles. Like you also have like planet battles. Um, the plot of this game is a direct sequel to the first game. Uh, the main antagonist from Star Fox, uh, the the evil scientist Andros, uh, <laughs> has returned to um, has returned to the Lila system after licking his wounds uh, after, after Star Fox team kicked his kicked his butt in the first game <laughs> and has launched a huge new a huge new attack against against Corinia. and most systems and most system systems have been occupied already. General Pepper calls upon the Star Fox team to help, um, and you get to do your upgraded air wings. Uh, sorry, R wings. I, I I always said air wings as a kid, so it's always hard for me to remember that's actually pronounced R wings. Right. So if I do that, if so, if I do that again, I apologize. Oh, have to die hard. But um, yeah, so basically, you have to like defeat his forces, uh, and then like go attack. Uh, you know, go attack him himself. It it, it it is based to win. So you have you see the planet and you also see uh missiles 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 are launched toward the planet you have a choice to intercept them there are there are cruisers there, there are cruisers that move into attack uh there's also bases uh bases uh, uh, like the occupied plans had to be taken out um there's also there's also there's also another mercenary team uh uh like in play here um i'm trying to remember what the hell they're called um i'm having 
But do you remember Joe? I do not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So there's another. So this, uh, yes, there's another mercenary team that was hired to work against you. So uh, one of the pilots will challenge you before you uh, challenge you the first time. The first time, the first time that you attack a base, yeah. and you have to defeat him in a one-on-one dogfight. Again, I was saying before, reminding me about games. This reminds me about the Wing Commander games. Mm. Um, so because. Uh, um, because those games often featured like one-on-one dogfights. Yeah, so, I'm not gonna lie, that that was probably my favorite part of this game was the yes. dogfighting. Right. So the space battles, the space battles can exist to be either the the dogfights or interceding missiles is also interceding, interceding missiles is also done in the space engine. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be kind of challenging until you get the hang of it. Uh, you know, again, Wing Commander has parts has parts of those games we have like chase down chase down missiles. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, like so. Um, the, like so there's the, like so there's that part of it, and, there's the, and then there's also and then there's also carriers you have to attack, which are a combination of like, which are mostly ship-based battles. Although there are some elements of land-based battles to them as well, mm-hmm. just just makes it like more confusing. So, <laughs> um, ship-based battles are handled um, uh, first person, uh, like uh, like in the cockpit, mm-hmm. um, as you like shoot around. The like I said before, the game the, the gameplay is essentially the same as the original game. You still have things like you still have like um, uh, you have like you, you have like for example like, your shield gauge. Uh, you have a number of super missiles, super missiles that you can use, and you also like find uh, and you also you can also like find more of those items. Mm-hmm. Um, there, your blaster can be charged up for super shot if you want to. Um, there's also uh, you can also find other I, you can also find other weapon upgrades as you play things like you know, like the, uh, twin blasters for tw- twin blasters like for example. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the uh, the R wing and still still the R wing still very maneuverable. It still has the rolls and dives. And you can also um and you also have an and you also have an, and you also have an afterburner feature like in the first game. Mm-hmm. So um another part of strategy the other part of strategy game aspect is that the stress aspect is basically your home planet Kenobi is given a um is given a percentage gauge. Um, and you're told basically you cannot let that damage hit 100% or the game's over with. <laughs> so you can decide if you want to intercept all the missiles to keep it at zero at zero, or we can, um, um, we can go ahead, especially especially if you're halfway through the game and you're kind of deep in the system and, 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 system and just let the missile go mm-hmm. and let it do some damage to the planet and, and, and just keep go attacking and attacking your next target. They're, they're both very viable strategies. Um, I will say this: for the high score in the game, you, you do need to keep the damage to zero. Um, and, and um, and the high score does the high score does have some does does have some influence on the game, uh, which we'll talk about here like toward the end. But so yeah. Also later on in the game, you also have the option to return to your um, uh, you also have the option to return to mothership and do things like rearm, and you can also. And you can also warp. Hmm. If you've liberated a planet, you can like warp to that planet right away to help to help out. Hmm. So, and another interesting thing about the battles, both the space land and both the space land time uh, land battles, is there this battle the, 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 the are happening in real time. Right. As you're as you're, as you're doing those battles, things are things are happening. Things are still happening like on the real the, the um the, the map screens. So you got to be quick. Um, which is a very nice touch, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely had a sense of realism and also and also like you know rush 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 to the game. Yeah, it was so. a real sense of urgency in this game. Absolutely, right. because you're given uh, there is a, yeah because yeah because you are 
you are time time scale mm -hmm. time the time scale is a, the time scale is weird i'm not really sure exactly how it relates to uh, how it relates to real time because it's slower than real time right. but there is there's a time gauge in the game and you and you're also and you're also uh, and you're also clocked and given points at the beginning of the game depending upon how many depending upon how many seconds that you use right uh for gameplay but he had a very slow cautious player can still finish this game like under an hour <laughs> um you know it's it, like you know like you know it's not a particularly yeah it's not a pick it's not a particularly long game so uh and then, and then the land battles are 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 areas we have to like attack the bases and this is also very different because it's like uh these these battles are done by third person uh behind the ship mm -hmm. um you have the ability to actually change your ship in, in this mode to a to a walking tank basically <laughs> um a little bit spider-like uh in some ways but um and like i said before uh remember how i mentioned before how features of this game cropped up cropped up later games um um the wii u game what's that called star, star fox, fox zero, zero. Yep. also uh, also uses this tank that uh um uh, this tank design in it so yep. this is where this came from originally so um you also have you also have to you also have to shoot a certain number of targets to be able to get in the base to begin with and there's also the, um you know and there's also very simple color-based puzzles uh as you go through this the, the stage mm -hmm. which which is a nice touch because that uh, uh, because it makes the game more or less uh because it actually has a small a small strategy to it it makes it more than just like a new don't mind the shooting right so uh and and of course you know this boss fights um you also have a wingmate with you in this game too as you, as you did in the first game but the wingmate is uh, he's useless but not <laughs> useless useless in the same way he was in the first game where he's just like annoying right. to you but um he will give hints and strategy and, and, and uh, hints and tips to you occasionally so um but uh, you actually you actually can pick your ship that you want to uh, play as though at the start of the game, which is a nice touch. Uh, like you don't have to play, you know, like um, you know, six people to pick from, so you don't have to play, um, you know, as Fox if you want to. Like you in the work for the first game, you play someone else if you want to. Mm. Uh, the, uh, uh, most of the, most playable games are from the first uh, character characters are from the first game. There's Falco, uh, Peppy. And Slippy off in the first game, and the new characters are Faye, who's a dog, and uh, um, who's a dog, and Mew, who's a uh, a lynx. Mm -hmm. um, so, curious changes made in the game during its development. Uh, Mew was originally uh, Lady, uh, a female version of Fox, um, who I do who I do believe showed up in later games. Uh, I think so. That was something else that came with this game originally. And before the tank, the original idea was to have a hovercraft mode instead. Mm. Um, but the hovercraft didn't really test all that well from what I heard, so they changed it over to the tank, the tank mode, like uh, you know, like pretty early. So uh, that's the gameplay of the game in a nutshell. Um, so let's get into nuts and bolts of it. <laughs> um, uh, graphics. I mean, wow! Uh, the Super FX, the Super FX2 chip, really is impressive compared to the uh, compared to the original chip. The original game, the original game kind of ran. The original game now, I don't think has aged very well because you can see just how slow and like how slow and clunky mm -hmm. that it is. This game's still actually pretty smooth. Yeah. Um. Even like, uh, even the current game. I'm uh, even the current year 2020. Man, if this had come out back then, I would, you know, I wouldn't like blown away by it because uh, the three the three D effects and the spinning and the turning and the and the grab and the explosion and whatnot are, are just like super super well done. It, it, it's very very impressive. I was gonna say in those one on one dog fights, uh, you really see how smooth the gameplay is. Like that, there's a lot going on. 
between the maneuvering and you know the flashing points that you have to shoot at plus text boxes are popping up and there's no slowdown it's amazing yes um oh yeah two uh two other uh, two other things to add to the dog fights one you can see the gauge the hit point gauge uh, of yes. the miniature fighting mm-hmm. uh and two I, and two i just remembered uh that mercenary team is called star wolf there we go <laughs> yeah so um who i uh who also who also do who also do show up in later games mm-hmm. so you know once again you you know you, you see so many names of this game even though it never came out that was borrowed uh, borrowed and, re- and reused for later games the series right. so um yeah the graphics are the graphics are really impressive i mean like i mean, I mean of course i mean of course by today's standards they'll date it but but this game running on this but this game running on Super NES it's like wow yeah. it's like you know it's like really impressive I had the same I had the same reaction to this the first time I saw I, I this uh, uh, I pretty much had the same reaction to this game that I saw um, that I had when I first saw Donkey Kong Country uh, uh, running mm-hmm. because it's like because like holy cow this, this isn't can do this right so, right it's like really. Yeah, they yeah they're really impressive. Which, if you think of the time frame, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Donkey Kong was the most beautiful game that they had on the system at the time, and you know, Star Fox was you know supposed to trump that. You know, and it kind of did with the polygon rendering and whatever else. But um, right. this one definitely would have topped um, Donkey Kong Country, in my opinion. Yeah, so you can kind of understand Nintendo's concerns a little bit concerning the graphics, since like you know, like um, you know, since you know, since the N sixty four was planned to, you know, was planned for ninety six release originally. Mm. Um, you know, just the fact that this game was really was really pushing the limits of what the system could do. Right. Um, um, now, in hindsight, the N sixty four came out over a year later. Um, before the planned release of this game, so they could have gotten this out with uh, they, like so Miyamoto. Was wrong. It was wrong. The games, the games, the games. Don't get it. Came out with that time break you wanted between the systems. Right. But you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, um, but yeah, we'll get into the wisdom of that later on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, the graphics, the graphics are still like very, very good. I, I mean, I, I, I think all things considered, mm-hmm. um, you know, colors, the colors, the the, the colors, the colors, the map screen, like very bright, very bright and bold. Uh, they're obviously more muted in the um, you know the ship in the ship stages, but right. the, uh, but but the puzzle the car puzzles work very well because the puzzles are the uh, because the cars are like so like bright, mm. um, you know, easy to stand out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, music in this game is very good. I don't think the soundtrack is quite as good as the first game, but it still has like a very impressive soundtrack. Yeah, I thought um, the music was okay, but I agree the the original soundtrack is much better. Uh, the same, the same voice, the same voice synthesizers used in this game as was the first game. Um, more so, actually, this effect you don't hear a lot of voice during the game itself, except for when you're like picking up items or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the ending of the game uses like uses like voices of all the characters, mm. and it sounds really good. It's like they really um you know the uh really high quality stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, sound effects are sound effects are from the first game too. They sound fine. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's a good set. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, Control-wise, the game plays very similar to the first game with controls. I, I mean, it felt smooth. Mm-hmm. They actually, they actually, they actually give you, they actually give you, they actually give you a choice between like regular or inverted controls mm-hmm. uh, when you start the game up, which is nice. So um, yeah, so control. I had no problem controlling the ship once I got the hang of it. It, it, it seemed to fly very well. Yeah, no, the uh, you know, it's like um, what do you call it? Um... I can't remember the the name. Quality of life changes. Um, right. Yeah. I really like the new button layout that is by default. 
Oh, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was a much better setup than what they had in the original Star Fox, which, I mean, I always played on default. I never messed with the, you know, the settings to change that. So it was uh, it was weird at first because I, before, <laughs> a little in, inside baseball, before I started playing this, I went back through and beat Star Fox 1 because I wanted that comparison. And right. as soon as I booted up <laughs> Star Fox 2 and I got into it, I was like, you know, jamming the A button, and I'm like, uh, why am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, it was nice. It was a nice change, though. Well, well, when I read doing research, um, and, and research, research on the game, that, um, you know, that was actually a late, like a late game change. Yeah. The original, the original, original version of the version of the game used the original, used the original Star Fox control scheme. They decided to change, to change it up later on, later on the game for the fourth build, it looks like. Gotcha. So, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, very nice. Um, difficulty of the game, it's it's very difficult. Um, you know, there are three difficulty levels in the game: normal and hard. And, like after you beat the game hard, you also unlock expert. Mm -hmm. um, so which is uh, a nice touch. Uh, I played the game on both normal and hard. Uh, normal is comparable to the original Star Fox, I think. Hard is definitely hard's kind of like start by 64 difficulty I, I i thought it's definitely challenging but not like but not like rip your hair out mm. uh i've not tried it yet on uh i've not i've not i've not tried i've not tried yet an expert that probably is that probably is very very hard so <laughs> um the game felt the game felt a little bit easier than star fox in some ways but you know the difficulty did kind of feel right for the game itself if that makes sense mm -hmm. like with the elements present the difficulty felt like it was a good challenge so uh, and yeah, if you want rewards and the high points, you want to try to make it, uh, make through the game like without using continue. So, yeah. uh, what do you think about the overall the overall uh, gameplay and difficulty features? Um, I very much enjoyed it, and I really like that uh, strategy RPG kind of aspect where, like, you're you know where you place your, or I should say, what planet you go to, or you know spaceship or whatever you know affects everything else that's going on in that galaxy it's not a static right. galaxy it's constantly moving which was really nice and uh it doesn't get repetitive um exactly <laughs> unlike last last week's game um <laughs> but um i i really enjoyed it um i probably spent way too much time um by uh what's it carillion is the name of the planet um yes, yeah. i went to like the first planet i went to the first like uh starship and whatnot and like played through those and you know did the whole like trench runs trench run style um mm. attack and you know did the whole missile thing and then like it was like oh you know the enemy's back on the planet so it was like i decided to go back to the planet so it's like i i spent probably a good 45 minutes just in that one little corner going back and forth <laughs> and you know until i finally was like all right i need to venture out further and just kind of you know if, if the planet gets hit the planet gets hit you know what i mean so and i really is, yeah. i really liked having the option to be able to go back to the home base and basically yes. recharge your health recharge your bombs and all that and be able to go out fresh that was really nice as well there is one more feature about the space map, which can either help or hinder you, depending upon you know how aggressive uh, you are in your gameplay. There is a satellite deploy during the game uh, that can you know that can help defend against missiles, mm -hmm. missiles and ships. However, however, the enemy can also take it over, and then if you, um, you know, and if um, you know, and if Andros takes it over, he rains missiles on the planet. Yes, he so does. So you got to be careful about that. So um, you know, that satellite can help you, but it also you know, but it also 
but but you don't want it to fall into enemy hands right. because that would be like really bad. So, um, yeah, um, so uh, the changes I think the hard that the you know I said before in the past a sequel is very hard to make because the, the, the because developers always have to walk the fine line between like giving the new game what made the first game so much fun right. um, or fixing the mistakes the first game had depending upon depending upon what happens. There are many cases where the sequel is better than the first game is. Right. Um, but also at the same time also at the same time introducing like um, you're introducing new features into the game to, to, to make it fresh and not just um, you know you know um, and not just basically rehash the first game. Mm-hmm. One, one of the speaking of Nintendo, one of the big, one of the biggest reasons Nintendo did not release Super Mario Bros. Two originally over here was because the game was just simply rehashed, basically Mario One, and they, and they figured American gamers at least at that time would not, um, you would hate that. Oh, so, on top of the fact that they uh, thought we were stupid and couldn't handle the difficulty. <laughs> it, well, it is insanely hard. It but, is. It know, is. I, 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 will, I will give it that. Much. I was going to say. Anyway. To be fair, I'm glad we got our Super <laughs> Super Mario too. But <laughs> so, uh, and one of the main criticisms like about Star Fox was the fact it was very, very linear and very much on the rail shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like, like, so they've always tried to, so they've always tried to expand that, to expand that in this game with those star map and, and whatnot. People also complain constantly about your teammates, because they change the whole teammate system, uh, the, the teammate system like in this game as well. Um, for the most part, I think that for the most part, I think that for the most part, I think that the changes the changes work. Mm-hmm. The game definitely feels. I mean, I, I mean, the game's still uh, still an on the rail shooter, but it's much more beefy on the rail shooter with right. a lot more at least illusion of freedom of not actual freedom uh, that to go do what you want to, um, what you want to do. So. Um, the gameplay is still quite is still as much fun, if not more fun, than the first game was. Like maybe, you know, like mentioned before, those dog fights are um, those dog fights are very are, are very are very are very different, and unique, and so is shooting down the missiles um, and whatnot. So the actual gameplay did feels like it was very solid. I thought, um, but at the same time. I'm trying to think about how the best way, um, the best way to express, express this. The game also, the game also seems to lack some of the charm that the first game had. Um, you know, as annoying as your, you know, you know, as annoying, so as annoying as your teammates were, they at least it felt like a team in that game. Right. They actually did feel like they actually were like worth the whole game, because because of the chatter and the the, 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 and the damage gauge that they had or whatnot. Um, re- reducing them to basically just like an afterthought in this game. Fix some of the problems the first game had, but also move some of the camaraderie and some of the and some of the actual and some of the actual Star Fox team feel the first game had, right. which is basically kind of like you against the whole world kind of like thing. Yeah. So, um, the story also the story also feels very cartoonish, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and, and not um, and actually step uh, and actually step back from the first game, right? Because because once you destroy the cruisers, Andrews is just like, oh, you know, I, I was just getting started. Like, here's some new ones. Right. Like again, <laughs> really? So like more of the same. So blah. But um, so yeah, I mean, like I think the game's fun, but you know, I don't like it as much as the first game. Partly because of that. Partly, uh, partly because I'm also gonna, I'm also freely gonna, I'm also freely gonna admit that's nostalgia. Because you know, I love the first Star, Starbucks, Starbucks games. I mean, so maybe I'm not, so, so maybe I'm not looking this, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the fairest eyes. But mm-hmm. I, I, most, most of the changes I like. Most of the game, most, most of the game I think is very, most of the game I think, most of the game I think is very fun. But, but just because that's something extra that, uh, like you know, that, that, like you know, it doesn't have the same replay value. I think or the same kind of like that same like kind of like charm like feel the first game had because some of the changes change changes made to the game so yeah, i agree i could have done without tank mode in all honesty 
Uh, take mode was fun. I, you know, I did. Um, I did that in my take mode. I thought that was a very like refreshing change of the game. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that some of the enemies did not feel very inspired. Right. Um, but you know, and you know, so the bases, the bases, that, the bases that I thought recycled some of the same elements one too many times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun game, but. A worthy sequel, Star Fox, definitely. <laughs> um, as a, um, a standalone game, that's a little bit harder. It's a judgment call. You know, I talked to some people like love this game. I mean, I mean, you know, the reviews, the reviews of the game when it came out were very, very positive. So obviously, a lot of people this game resonated very strongly with them. Right. How you feel about the game, your mileage may vary. Um, so I guess that's just the key that um, you know, the warning, the, the warning I'm putting in here about this. So. Uh, and I wonder if a lot of those reviews is because, you know, this game has been whispered about for so long and then finally having your hands on it. You know what I mean? I think there's still some rose-tinted glasses there. It's just a different... Well, it was like the game you know is like I mean? new, new. You could play it years and years ago. Just right. Like, it, it, um, you're just like you finally got an official release of it. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, you mentioned you were a big fan of Star Fox 1 also, Joe. What do you think about the overall gameplay changes and changes, changes the sequel? Um, like I said, the you know changing of the controls um, at default was really nice. Um, I agree. Tank mode, you do, you know, move around a little, you know, it's nice. Um, Enemies uninspired. I don't want to completely repeat what you said, but um, <laughs> there was, well, I also didn't want to dominate the, uh, you're dominating the podcast either. So <laughs> there was um, I can't remember if it was in one of the planet uh, attacks or or one of the spaceships, but you get to it feels like um, the end of Return of the Jedi, where like you're in this room. And there's, oh yes, yep. there's like a like a like a boss thing in the middle, and you gotta like just keep shooting it and trying to. I wish there was analog sticks. That's what I kept saying every time I was like trying to maneuver around. I kept bouncing off the walls and everything else, and I'm just sitting there the entire time. Like God, I wish I had two thumbsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I mean, that was like the big one that really you know stood out to me. Other than that, like the rest of it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean. Maybe, you know, they say, what, 99% this was completed? I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. like more... I, I really feel like if this was going to be released, I think they would have focused a little bit more on the story. Maybe they would have changed the partner aspect a little bit. Um, those things, I think, being polished up would actually make it that much better. And it right. might be better than Star Fox, but, yeah. you know... As what what we have and what we played, um, I cannot say that. Right. I mean, like you know, I mentioned before, modern reviews. Most modern reviews of this game like very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came out twenty seventeen, uh, like in the classic edition, Eurogamer uh, uh, gave it very high marks. Uh, Nintendo World Report gave it nine out of ten. Uh, Nintendo Life gave it eight out of ten. Uh, Destructo gave it a seven out of ten. You know, they also like very like you know positive things about the game. But I can also see where IGN's coming from. Um, you know, they you know they only gave it a five out of ten. Um, hmm. Basically, uh, basically, they, they, they basically complain they basically complain about the frame drop, the fr- the frame rate drop issues, the, the difficulty controlling the ships because of it, and that the game probably probably deserved to be canceled after all. Right. Um, pretty harsh. I can understand where they're coming from. I don't agree with all that, but you know, 
But both Starbox one and two, there is a little, there is a little bit of stutter because because like I said, you know, the, 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 these games these games these games do do push the system to, to like those max. Right. So there definitely are some frame rate issues. Um, the ship once I got the hang of it, I didn't think the ship was that bad. To, um, is that hard to control? No, not at all. Um, but uh, I mean, you have to get used to it for sure. But yeah. um, this is this is my viewpoint. If this getting canceled is what got us Star Star Fox sixty four then I am okay with that it got cancelled. If yeah. this came out and they were still going to do Star Fox 64 as it is, then it's just a, you know, a step in that direction. That's that's how I feel. Right. Yeah, yeah because Star Fox 64 is definitely like, you know, I said before, like the favorite game of the series. Right. But, um, and that was also the first game to have the Rumble Pack. The Rumble Pack like, included mm-hmm. with it. So, uh, which which Sony then borrowed and borrowed and made better, uh, 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 better of course, but... I mean, um, they had two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the, the rumble, but 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 yeah, the rumble pack was a huge step forward. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so the million dollar question is, did they make the right choice? Should you know, should the game, you know, should the game have come out uh, back then? Um, I think the game would have sold very well to come out. You know, hindsight, people have said hindsight, hindsight twenty twenty. If the if the sixty four had had come out ninety six as planned. Maybe that would have hurt sales a little bit, but you know, since the system didn't come out until the following year, uh, you know, like again, I mean, the Super NES was still getting great games in '96. Yeah. So, you know, Chrono Trigger I think was '96 mm-hmm. um, or or '95. I can never remember, but uh, there were some very, there were some very '95, '96 certainly had some of the best games. You know, basically, come on the system for sure. Yeah. So, uh, the game with this, so yeah, I think it's a shame the game didn't come out. I think the shame, you know, I think the game would have sold very well back then. I know, I know, like, I know it as for me personally, uh, the game come out in 96 as planned, but I would have loved it, right? Uh, you know, I, but I mean, I would have probably, I probably, you know, I would have, you know, I would have seen it as either as good or even better than the original Star Fox. I think um, if this had come out, even with the Ultra 64, I think even if this had been like the last SNES game that they came out with, with the N64 being out, I think this would still be a title that people picked up because it has the Star Fox name and what the Star Fox name holds at that time. Obviously, right. through the years, that has diminished quite a bit. But the hype that was after the original Star Fox, I mean, I was a Genesis kid. I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but yet right. I always heard about that game after it had come out. And I, when I finally got a chance to play that at my friend's house, I was blown away. Like, I almost wanted to throw my Genesis out the window. It was, <laughs> you know, it was the, one of those things like, why, why, why? So, um, yeah, I think on the name alone, I think they definitely could have done it. And it's the same thing with uh, the proposed F Zero Two that got released in like the uh, satellite system over oh, in yeah, Japan. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's another one. So. Like they should have slapped a two on F Zero Two on you know F Zero BS, sent it over here, shipped that out. F Zero Two, we would have eaten it up because F Zero was amazing. You know right. what I mean? Just on the brand name alone, you could have sold that game. Right. Yep. Yep. For sure. So, uh, there are a bunch of unlockables in this game, um, which you can do. One of the things that the game encourages you to do is to get pepper, uh, uh, uh pepper medals. Uh, your, your, uh, your, your, your medal is basically by also, 
uh, by various ways, like getting like high scores, uh, finding the hidden stages, that kind of stuff. Um, when the game ends, you're given you're given a rating based upon the score, and your score your, your score is determined by how many points you scored, how many how many how many plants plants how many bases you destroyed, how many ships you took down, how much damage Crow took, that kind of stuff. Everybody like given a rating. Mm. Uh, B is B is very B is excellent. A is almost impossible to get, I think. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, with this game, but anyway, um, to unlock some of this stuff, you have to get pepper medals. Uh, for example, for like, for example, if, for example, if you collect 52, uh, 52 pepper medals uh, across all three levels of difficulty, uh, you get to unlock an alternate title screen where instead of like Andrew's face, it shows like Fox's face. Um, you also, you also, uh, um, uh, you also can unlock a secret base. Um, you have to collect every pepper medal on uh, 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 on all three difficulty levels. Uh, sorry, each each difficulty level has its own secret base. You have to you, you, you have to collect all the medals on on that level to go down, on that level to, to unlock the secret base. Uh, okay. um, it, the secret base is worthwhile because it contains one a uh, one of each power up like in the game. It also gives you the it also gives you a super secret homing upgrade if you're charge shot. So just like when you release the charge shot, it it, uh, it tracks your enemy. Mm. Uh, very very nice. So um, you need you need you need 13 medals normal mode. 19 in hard and 20 and 20 in expert to be able to unlock secret base. Hmm. Um, you also uh, um, to unlock the expert mode. By the way, you have to complete hard mode with a B rank and don't like uh, um, and don't like and don't let Cornero take any damage. So hmm. if you want to unlock expert mode, that's how you do it. Uh, you also you also can get permanent like permanent twin lasers uh, and also unlock a new like a new uh, pouch uh, pouch theme mm. by earning a star rank by scoring twenty five thousand points or more which is only possible in expert mode and then unlock twin laser upgrades like for um I mean you know, like for all your future games mm. uh, and if you uh, for those two pouches you you have the the, the the guy you're playing as your teammates. Mm-hmm. If you unlock twin lasers for all so if so so if you unlock twin lasers for all six pilots, you you get to change the theme, uh, music from the uh, music to the original Star Fox uh, theme game. Oh, that's uh, cool. like, so, um, and finally. Uh, after you beat the game in expert mode, if you wait at the end screen for ten minutes, it'll play a secret music tr- uh, track. Mm, nice. So yeah, so yeah, this game is clearly re- uh, 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 just about uh, clearly just just about ready for release because Easter eggs and the, the Easter and stuff like this is always stuff that, that they put in like last minute. Right. So this is even more evidence of the fact that the game is almost finished. <laughs> so uh, yeah, pretty cool. Um, if you want a repo of the a repo of the game on eBay, you can find one on there. Uh, before the game officially got released, this was the only way to actually get your hands on a physical, physical version of the game. Uh, it actually still is because uh, it actually uh, because because both the both the versions on the eShop for Switch and uh, and on the, and on the uh, Super NES are actually are obviously like digital like ROM format only. Right. So uh, people people still sell this game uh, on eBay in repro carts. Uh, obviously, the legality of this is uh, uh, is is disputed. <laughs> Um, but there's not a lot of people from store making sales uh, 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 sales of it. Not very many sales. Uh, obviously, demand for this game physical form tanked after the game uh, officially got released. Right. But, the, but but there are still copies out there. Um, at the time of your research, I saw three copies of this game. Uh, obviously, card only. Um, uh, because obviously the game never got a physical release over here. Right. Uh, three copies of the game being 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 listed being listed on eBay. 
one copy of the game did sell recently for thirty dollars, which kind of seems hmm. like a fair price. Yeah. So, uh, so yep. So you can't get it. So if you want to, like, you can't get a physical, you know, a physical copy of this game to add to your collection, like whatnot. So, hmm. um, yeah. So fun to. So I'm I'm really glad this game finally came out. You know, usually usually unreleased games do not take twenty years to come out, <laughs> but uh, it is very pleasing that, that this game finally that this game actually shot the light of day finally. So um, it's a very worthwhile addition to the Star Fox franchise, I, I think, especially since the franchise has kind of steered into different directions in more recent years. So and it's better than um, that other game that we waited twenty years for, <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, <laughs> well, that was kind of the development development cycles of the cycles of the games are nowhere near the same, so that's hardly fair. But um, yeah, so I so yeah, but uh, my biggest regret is that I wish they um, you know wish they let the two player um, you know you know the, the two player split screen uh, split screen like mode in that would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, even if they had left it in there, you know, even just as you know a, a point of history, you know what I mean? To be able right. to see simultaneous uh co-op right there on exactly know, the super nintendo running with you know with basically primitive polygons you know what i mean like that's, yes that, yep, i yep. would love even if it was running at 15 frames per second it would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so anyway uh thank you again everybody for uh listening to the episode as always uh if you have any questions feedback comments for your comments just for games whatever you can join us at, you can you, you can join us on our, on, our, on our facebook group or you can also feel free to send me an email directly uh that email address is the SNES podcast at yahoo.com uh joe how can they reach you if they're so inclined uh you can find me on twitter at j-o-e-s-u-x three zero um or you can find me on facebook joe Coble. And last but not least, I forgot to um, I forgot to ask you this before the uh, ask you this before we started recording. So this may be kind of be so this may be um, a, a trick question to you. I hope um, maybe maybe not. Uh, do you have a game in mind that you want us to cover next? I do because as you know, I have a list of games. So I was thinking. Oh, you can prepare. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking that we were going to keep this in the east, and uh, was wondering if you wouldn't mind covering Super Back to the Future Two. Ooh, never played it. Uh, this should be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese only. It's, it's ah, okay, all right. Th- this yeah. was one of those that I. This was like one of the first games I discovered when I got a Super Nintendo emulator and a ROM set. And uh, yeah, the rest of you'll have to wait for. <laughs> I hope it's I as long as long as as long as it's better as long as it's better than the NES games. That's all I care about. <laughs> But uh, have you played it yet, or no? Oh, I played it years ago. I haven't played it recently. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so this so this so so this will be interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, thanks again as always for uh, for everybody listening to the podcast. Um, hopefully, hopefully we did this game. Hopefully, I did. Hopefully, I did. I did this game justice. <laughs> there was a there's the, there 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 were several very in depth videos on this game on YouTube. Oh yeah, <laughs> which go way more to the history and the development of this game. If you want further information, information like your noggin. So I highly recommend I highly recommend you checking those out. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, stay well, stay safe, and good flying. I'll talk to everybody uh, again soon next time. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.